Hey there. If you like this podcast, you are going to love my new book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Reclaim Your Sovereignty. In Needy, I share my unique approach to identifying, honoring, and advocating for the most tender and true parts of yourself that are yearning to be acknowledged. It is an invitation to embody self-acceptance, which leads to meaningful growth in self-responsibility, self-care, self-trust, and self-love. All of the themes that we talk about all of the time on this podcast. Woven with threads of timeless wisdom, honest assessments of our needs, and heartfelt personal stories of transformation from yours truly and others, Needy illustrates a profound vision for what is possible when you listen to the stirrings of your heart and reclaim your undisputed sovereignty in your life. Now, you can get Needy wherever books are sold, but if you are a podcast super fan, you might appreciate the audiobook, which I do narrate, which you can find on Audible. Now on to today's show. Hey there, it's your host, Mara Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. To get more information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Hey everyone. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about boundaries, um, and particularly boundaries with yourself. A lot of times when we talk about boundaries, we think about having difficult conversations with other people about what is and what is not okay. And of course that, that is a boundary, but we don't often talk about the boundaries that we have or could have with ourselves. And something that I've been thinking a lot about during this time where many of us are spending a lengthy amount of time in our homes, socially distancing, responding to this pandemic. And What's happening during this time is there's even more so than usual when there's already a lot. There's this multitude of information, things to worry about, feel stressed about, things to respond to, decisions to make, um, you know, things to navigate. And what can happen, especially during times of stress, is that we plunge ourselves in and take it all on. We're unable to really differentiate between what is ours to own, to take responsibility for, and what is not ours to own. And, you know, what we could at least work to let go of. And as I'm talking about this, I want you to think about being really gentle with yourself because during times of stress, one of the reasons that we plunge ourselves in is in an attempt to meet our most primary need for safety. So 
that need for safety, if that's not met, we are not energetically or emotionally available for anything. It's that important. And whenever we feel as though our primary need for safety is threatened, we enter into that heightened um, emotional state. You know, people will talk about that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Those ways of responding, um, that feeling of vigilance where you're white knuckling everything in your life because you're trying to really control the uncontrollable. So the time that we're in right now, many of us, if not all of us, are experiencing varying degrees of that feeling, that hypervigilance, that uh, intense drive to help ourselves feel even just a little bit safer. And how that works out in a practical sense is that we watch all of the news. We kind of scan and scan and scan for information so that we can equip ourselves as much as possible with information. We hoard toilet paper. We overstock our pantries. We find ourselves consumed with, you know, where we're going to get our next re-up of flour or food coloring, brown sugar, whatever it is, right? The things that we're perseverating on. And so it's important to have compassion for ourselves because that worrying mechanism, (laughs) think about it like, uh, you know, as if on a Mac, you know, that kind of like rainbow worrying thing that shows up when the the computer is overloaded. Um, During this time right now, we are sort of permanently stuck in that place. And part of the reason is that we're trying to control something that's not controllable. And we're trying really hard because it's not just regular, you know, we can, we, we don't really have a ton of control on a regular basis. And that is, you know, highly alarming, especially for those of us with anxiety, just on a normal day. But right now, um, the drive to need to know the drive to, to try to control is that much higher because there's, we're grappling with such profound uncertainty on a daily basis. So if we were to think about this as a boundary issue, um, the boundary that I, um, want to explore with you today is that of, uh, mine to own, you know, that those things that are kind of within your purview to control or influence are yours to take responsibility for and not yours to own. Those things that you cannot control, you cannot really influence. I mean, you can do the best that you can, but you're not going to be able to wholly influence, uh, with your actions. And so, uh, you know, I like to think about it like, uh, as if this were a, a garden or a plot of land and the boundary is a fence around that, that plot of land. And that plot of land is mine to tend to, mine to, mine to own. And, uh, the boundary, you know, and for all of us, we're at varying degrees in our relationship with our boundaries. But, you know, however dilapidated that fence might be, still, there's still a fence there that, that differentiates between what is yours to own and everything else. So you have your plot of land, you have your fence in whatever state of repair or disrepair. Inside of that fence, what is yours to own has to do with your your actions, your reactions, your boundaries, your expectations, how you invest your precious resources, that's your time, your money, your energy, 
how you treat yourself, how you treat others, how you interpret what happens, the meaning making that you uh, engage in. And, you know, just, just generally your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, the consequences of your actions. Now, outside of your fence is other people's stuff. And that includes their actions, their reactions, their boundaries, their expectations, how they invest their precious resources, how they treat themselves, how they treat other people, how they interpret what happens or their own meaning making, their words, behaviors, actions, mistakes, consequences of their actions and all that. Now, what if the the, the other people in question are your partner, spouse, children, uh, siblings, parents, those people who feel really close to you, aren't they perhaps living in your plot of land too? No, they are not. Uh, they might be close to you. You might, uh, you know, your children, I like to think about my children as like a pen on the outside of my fence. So they're really close. They're very intimately close, but I have to walk between my land to get from here to there which means I need to take responsibility for my stuff. I need to take care of myself first before I take care of them because doing so enables me to take care of them. My spouse, she might have a pen that's like adjacent to my pen, uh, but there's a fence between us, right? And so to take responsibility for her stuff would mean I was engaging in what I might refer to as fence hopping behavior, which means I'm hopping the fence and I'm mucking around in her yard without permission, or, you know, even maybe with permission, but it might still be a boundary violation. So all that to say, what's inside of the fence is mine. And what's outside of the fence belongs to someone else, not me. Now, when it comes to a time like this, and, you know, you may want to pull out a piece of paper and create this visual for yourself where you have the piece of paper and the, you know, the entirety of the paper is not yours, not yours to control, not yours to own, not yours to take responsibility for, uh, in a direct kind of way. And then make a circle, which is in the middle. It's mine, my stuff. And think about all of the things that you're stressed out about right now, all of the things that you're worrying about right now, all of the things that you're finding yourself just kind of hand wringing or staying up all night thinking about. And what category does that fall into? Are there things that are that would fall inside of your realm of responsibility that you're contending with. Because now imagine those are the things that you can directly influence, directly take responsibility for, directly impact or control with your choices, your behavior. So for me, that might be my feelings, my leadership, how I spend my precious resources, you know, how I uh, invest my money. Um, right now, especially, uh, with the economy, the way that it is, it's important for me to buy things from, you know, real live humans with with stores like mine, like my partners, which is to say small operations, people who are making things in their homes or with their hands, people who are supporting their families, um, supporting their lives, uh, creating things in a, um, you know, in really a small business kind of way, not like a small, small micro business kind of way. So, 
you know, what's in my purview is choosing how I'm spending my precious resources. If I say I need um, moisturizer for my face or I need, I don't know, what's a good example? Um, I need a new article of clothing of some nature, right? Like new pajamas, something like that. Making the choice to spend my money whenever possible, because it's not always possible, but whenever possible, uh, in a way that is aligned with my values. That is my responsibility. Shopping in local grocery stores instead of big grocery store chains, especially right now. Shopping from bookstores that are owned, you know, locally owned bookstores. Um, uh, for Easter, we got candy for my daughter's Easter basket from a local chocolatier instead of getting it, ordering it online, which of course would have been infinite, infinitely easier, but it wouldn't have provided this opportunity to connect with people in my community, which is really important to me. So how you spend your precious resources, um, my expectations of myself, uh, my expectations of others, how I respond when I'm stressed, how I treat others and myself, what I wear, the choices that I make about my family, my boundaries, my needs, my actions. Those are all things that are inside of that circle in the middle of the paper marked mine. Those are things that I can, you know, I don't love the word control. I prefer impact um, and di- in a direct way, right? I can impact my experience of that. And those are things that, um, that, are, that are really my responsibility. It's, my res- it's not my responsibility to figure out when the schools are going to reopen, to figure out when my state's going to reopen, to figure out what that's all going to look like, or if we're going to have enough testing in place, or, you know, all of that, right? That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to make choices for, my f- for myself and for my family that make sense to me and feel right for me. And so that might mean, um, you know, before the, the shelter in place in my state was, um, required, uh, we had already taken my daughter or both of our children really, um, out of, uh, school and daycare because that just felt right to us, right? Waiting for somebody else to make the call. We weren't sure if they were going to, when they were going to. The news was starting to get alarming. Evidence was coming out that social distancing was going to be really important. And we made the call that we were just going to start staying home. And what's really important about owning and taking responsibility for that kind of choice is that it immediately put an end to my constant week-long, daily, all-day scrolling, waiting for somebody else to make the choice for me, waiting for somebody else to tell me. And now, you know, my partner and I both work for ourselves at home. And so being home with our kids, while extremely challenging, uh, is is a, an like almost viable option. Um, it's possible. So I can make that kind of choice. And, you know, when it comes to taking responsibility, this is why each of our, each of our charts, each of our diagrams is going to look differently because 
it will be responsive to the circumstances of our life and to our values. Uh, because these choices are directly related to how we want to live, how we want to feel in our lives. And if you go back to that, that, uh, garden, that plot of land, you know, these are the things that I have, I am able to impact and, and also impact in return the, my quality of life, my experience of my daily life. So, you know, when you think about things like what you wear, what your boundaries are, who's filling up your social media feed, how often you're turning on the news, um, you know, whether or not you're washing your face, brushing your teeth, um, all of those things are both your responsibility and also have a felt impact on your experience of your daily life. And so there's this nice feedback loop of when we take responsibility directly for those things, focus our energy on those things, then we are able to positively impact the things we can control. So what happens outside of this, this lovely circle? What happens, you know, here's my fence. And then it's like the the wild um, on the other side of the fence, uh, as it so often feels to me, all of those things that are not our responsibility directly, not ours to control. And that might be other people's expectations of themselves, of you, uh, the future, you know, being able to figure out when all of this is going to end, how it's going to end, what that's going to look like, the rate that that's going to happen, um, what's going to need to be in place, what's going to happen between here and there. It's not that you can't impact uh, what's happening in the trajectory of your personal life, but you, unless you're, you know, the president of the United States, in which case we'd be having a very different conversation, uh, you're not going to be able to be making these top level decisions uh, in the in the way that we might need to, to put that, that in your inner circle. So, you know, those things are outside of your control. And of course you can vote, you can call your senators, you can vote with your dollars by where you spend your money. Um, you can advocate for, for your values, but, um, but you don't have to white knuckle those things, or it's possible not to white knuckle those things because your white knuckling is not going to change the outcome of those things. And that's uncomfortable, but it's true. So we're putting that in the not your responsibility part of the paper. Uh, you know, how long this will last. Um, basically anything my partner's doing, her thoughts, her feelings. <laughs> how she's taking care of herself, uh, what her needs are being met. You know, it's not my job to read her mind and to know what she needs. Um, reading other people's minds and anticipating their needs in general is outside of your fence. It's not your responsibility. And that's very challenging for many of us to give up. And so, you know, when I say that the things inside your fence are yours to, to impact, to control, and the things outside your fence are not, so therefore you could let them go. I want to reiterate that this letting go is a process. This letting go means reminding yourself as many times as you need to hear it that, um, 
you don't, you know, you don't have to have that white knuckle grip. You don't have to be vigilant about that. Um, because you're, you're not able to directly impact it. And whatever that brings up in you, that is an opportunity for self-support. That is an opportunity for you to turn towards yourself and care for yourself because it's scary, right? It's scary to relax those white knuckles. It's scary to admit to yourself, okay, well, I can't really control, you know, whether or not the people in my life are going to be safe, whether or not the people around me are, you know, quote unquote, following the rules so that the people in my life are going to be safe. Uh, I can't know what's going to happen to my parents. I can't know um, what's going to happen to the economy. There are so many things that I can't know. But what I do know is that me draining all of my precious energy, all of my precious resources, scrolling, 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 isn't getting me any closer to being able to control that either. So I have this opportunity here to reclaim some of the energy that I'm leaking into attempting to control the uncontrollable that I can divert to focusing on the things that I can impact, the things that really impact um, or you know affect my quality of life, the quality of life of my neighbors, of my children, of my family, of the people in my community. Right. I can choose to reclaim that energy that I'm leaking, um, into things that I cannot control and invest it in the things that, um, I, I can, I can really take part in, in a very real and tangible daily way. So this way of thinking about having these boundaries with ourselves is useful. I mean, this is useful always. This work is useful always, but it's especially useful now. And what I really recommend is to, uh, if you want to go to my Instagram, my handle is at Mara Glatzel and you will find uh, a, a picture example of my uh, my diagram. And I created this for myself and I put it up on my wall and I use it to, I use it every day. You know, I use it to really think about, okay, well, this thing that I'm perseverating on, is this like, is this inside my circle or is this not inside my circle? And I may still be perseverating on it, but at least I have that, that tool to help me discern and differentiate between, um, where I, where I want to be focusing my energy and where I'm not. And even if I find myself preoccupied with that, that external realm, um, that reminder, because it is a reminder and it takes reminders. It might take many reminders. You can be gentle to yourself by being generous with your reminders to really coax your attention back towards the things that you are able to impact with your, with your energy, with your intention and attention. So I hope that that helps to sort that out and to, um, to help bring your energy back into the parts of your life that uh, that you're truly responsible for. Because so often we don't have the energy to tend to the things that are ours to tend to because we're constantly hemorrhaging energy into um into trying to to pay attention because it seems like paying attention, being vigilant is an action step when really 
Uh, it's just keeping us churning that, you know, that, that Macintosh wheel, uh, churning, 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 and expending energy that we could be using um, to to care for ourselves, to care for those people who are around us, and to positively impact the world in perhaps, I mean, perhaps smaller, but perhaps not, right? In tangible ways every single day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Needy Podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you want to know more about Needy or want to tend to your needs with a free Needy toolkit, dance on over to theneedypodcast.com. If you love today's show, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you. See you next week. Mm-hmm.